discover how to be a better boss in the virtual world, how to get the best out of your staff, and how to perform together as a team to build your online company. Hey everyone, welcome to the ins and outs of outsourcing, where we bring you enlightenment in offline and online outsourcing from around the globe. Whether you have a VA in the Philippines or employ a web designer in India, learn how to work together with your team to be a dynamic duo, whether you have a company of two or 200. Here's your host, Esther Anderson. As a creative business owner, your head is full of so many good ideas busting to escape. Sometimes they're even a distraction, aren't they? Fighting in your brain to be the one that gets attention right here and right now. So what happens when you brain dump and pass on that feeling to your staff? Today, we're going to be talking about overwhelm and it works both ways. Welcome to the show, everyone. Today, we're going to be discussing how overwhelm is almost like a disease and how your team catches that from you. As entrepreneurs and business owners, it's up to us to direct our company, look for the next angle, the next big thing, the next idea, then figure out how we're going to deliver that to the market. Of course, this is where our our wonderful team come in, our, our staff, so we need their help. So what happens when you sit down and go, right, First, we're going to do this, then we're going to tackle that, and we need to organise that, think about this, how are we going to buy that, how are we going to make ends meet, what's our delivery time? Oh, squirrel, zoom! That's pretty cool, hey? Squirrel, zoom! Well, that, that's how sometimes it seems at my desk. I sat in a meeting once uh, in my agency with a, a new client, and a newly hired project manager, and a senior, and very, very clever. So the client listed three big projects that she wanted to tackle almost all together. They were business launches and and big deals, branding, websites, marketing, Facebook, strategy, and so on. After the meeting, I asked the project manager, how do you think that went? Because I thought it all went pretty well. And she was terrified. And when I asked her what was wrong, she said, well, how can I remember all that? How can I plan it? I don't actually know what she wanted me to do. Where do I start? And and she was shell-shocked. Think of the rabbits and the the headlights of the, the speeding car. So does that actually happen in your workplace too? So while it's great to have staff to turn to, unless they're used to your methods and your ways, Think about the effect of you on your staff. Do you work things through methodically and with a process or do you fire off a list of tasks a mile long and want them to figure it out? Just go away and do that and let me know when it's done. So this isn't an area where you and your team can part ways. They either don't get it, they're overwhelmed, they're terrified, they're too scared to ask you again and so whether they leave or they attempt to do it, and it actually doesn't turn out properly. So remember, whether you're the CEO of a company of two employees or 200, you are the CEO of your company. Remember how nervous you were when you went for your first job? You never thought about that manager or CEO in anything else but you know, very, very high up there. They've achieved so much and you were trying to do your, you put your best foot forward. So 
That's how nervous your staff can be, especially when they're new working for you. It depends also too what country they come from and whether you speak clearly because we come back to communication here. How many times do they need to ask you to understand what you're telling them? I'm actually very lucky. My assistant, she keeps me on track. And when I go off and go, oh, we've got to do this and we've got to do that. And hey, this is a great idea. And she goes, no, write that down and we will come back to that. You need to focus. And of course, I'm going to quote a good friend of mine, John Lee Dermis, focus, follow one course until success. And so I have that pinned up on my wall. So my team always remind me about that. So she says to me, we're going to be doing this task right now. When you've completed it, then we can work on the next rocket ship. But it wasn't like that when we started out. That, that was the horrendous first two weeks getting to know each other. And thankfully, we both survived that. So if you have staff, how do you work with them? Do you allocate tasks in a, a systemized fashion? Or do you just give them the dirty washing and, and hope, hopefully they can work it out? Well, today I'm going to give you ways to improve your concentration and to improve your team's output. Well, the first thing is brain dump. Now, this isn't for them. This is for you. When you've got this next big idea, don't bother your team. Don't bother your staff. Tell nobody. You need to do a brain dump all by yourself. So thinking of your next idea is great, and I'm sure you write it down and, you know, make out notes and mind map, etc., and how it works, but you need to get it out of your system. So the number one tool, I think, for anyone, anywhere, is we call it butcher's paper here in Australia. It's a big white sheet, and I always sticky tape it up in the corridors or I get access to a whiteboard, anything there that I can scribble over. Even the fridge door, if you get a, um, a marker, you can usually write on your fridge and just wipe it off afterwards. If not, you've got your big idea there to display to everybody all time. Anyway, coming back to our butcher's paper, this is where you put all your ideas. Start writing them down. Don't think about them, just brain dump. Write and write and write. So all by yourself, scribble it all down. Then when you can't write anymore and your head is totally empty, deep breath, look at what you've written and start, start getting them organised a little bit, put it into categories or, or associations. And then once you've got all this done, then you can sit your project manager down and show them a mind map or an ideas tree and step them through the overall plan so they can see what this has got to do with that. They understand how it all hangs together and what steps or things that they need to remember. It's not just you who has a sense of achievement. You both get very satisfied when you can cross things off your list. So the next point is planning it out or getting organised or listing the steps and putting one foot in front of the other. It is not just about you taking one idea and carrying that out and having your staff do what you say. Since when did anyone ever get everything right 100% all the time on their own? Picture this. So you and your team 
and whether it's one or ten or, or whatever, all sitting around and looking at your big whiteboard, your brain dump, your next big project, and you start brainstorming. And everyone has um, input, they feel ownership, they come up with ideas. And as entrepreneurs, we often know the idea that we ended up at the finish is not the idea we started out at the beginning. You need to, like a football, grab it, kick it around, see where it goes, and then take the best of what comes out of it. Don't sit at the top of a cherry tree and dictate to everybody, this is my idea and this is where it's going and that's what we're going to do. Let them have an input. So it's like if you sit amongst the field of dreams and share it around, it becomes their dream as well. So what happens is not just them understanding your idea, but once they start inputting into what you're talking about, they feel that they have value, they can contribute, and then they feel ownership, and then it's your success is their success. Imagine the hell of a party afterwards when everyone who's had a part in building this dream can actually celebrate in their success. And not only that, you all work harder when you work for that, the heck of it, not for the dollar value. You've got to live and breathe it and dream it at two o'clock in the morning. And with a good idea, don't think that they don't dream it too at two o'clock in the morning. And you can never buy loyalty. Remember that it has to be earned and inspired of how your team comes together. If you're enjoying today's episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Then head over to our Facebook group and ask your questions and download your free resources at insandoutsofoutsourcing.com. Today's episode is sponsored by smofonsi.com. For all your elite trained virtual staff needs, smart office online services, smofonsi.com. Welcome back. Now, In the second half of our show, we're going to catch up with the last point I want to make today on how we can stop your staff feeling overwhelmed. Once you have all these ideas in your head and even on any day that you're working with your team, when you're working through the workload, how do you get there? What I want to talk about is value equals priority. And this is allocating your tasks. Think about what task you're going to give your team and how valuable is that task. Is it wasting their time or like, for example, is it updating a newsletter or contacting a client? What's more valuable to you and your company? Go through your your task list and, of course, number things in order of priority. And we've all know the usual system that works. I don't number things one to 10. I number them a one, two or three. One means it has to be done today. Two means it can be done today or tomorrow, depending on free time. And number three is to get it done in the next week. And if it doesn't come under any of those, it goes on the list. And the list is such a mythical beast that you put things that you would like to do on this list And when you go back to the list, you often find that what you thought was a good idea three weeks later is a total waste of time and you'll cross it off the list. And if it is worthwhile doing, then you can schedule it in. Or I do stuff like that when I'm on the phone waiting for someone or at the airport or I've got to kill time. 
When you employ someone, they come to you with their work history of who they worked for and how they worked and and what processes they learnt previously, whether they did or not. Then, of course, once they settle in with you, the first thing they do is learn the way you work and your processes. Typical entrepreneurs either don't have a process or they're not as organised as they'd like to be, and that's actually why they, they brought in a VA or a project manager help them sort this stuff out. If you run a business without any processes, you're going to work scatty and your team's going to work scatty instead of just a dishevelled boss. And I do like that word, dishevelled. It just conjures up all these these images of CEOs with hair all over the place and, and totally, you know, hanging out the uh, window ledge. But if, if you're dishevelled, uh, your company's dishevelled, and so will your team be. What you want them is to be organised and to be a mini-me so they can start preempting what your next steps are going to be. It's almost like picking a, a husband, you know, or, or a wife, an ideal partner. You want someone that's going to complement the synergies of you both and to fill in all the little gaps With staff and their previous work history, you never know what bad habits they picked up, but you don't know what they were told. One of the most common things I'm always told with outsourced staff is why don't they think for themselves? Well, you don't know how many years they've worked somewhere where they've told, you do not think for yourself. You must do it this way. We don't want you creativity. Just monkey see, monkey do nine to five, end of story. And so then when you take them on board and you want them to start testing their wings and coming up with ideas and being a little creative, uh, that's always great. So don't forget to to reward them. Even if you don't like the, the idea or what they came up with, don't ruin it. Don't dampen their enthusiasm. Say, hey, that's great. We'll put that aside. We'll come back to that later. And you may or may not, but everybody likes to, you know, have a sense of achievement and uh, be rewarded for that. Give them the opportunity to working with you. You get up in the morning and you love it that, you know, you have your own company or, you know, you're heading out to the office, which may be in a building and it may be on your back deck. But don't take away the feeling that your team have the same feeling. They'd love to get up, go to work, whoever they work for, and enjoy working for you. Don't be your own worst enemy. Once they go to work happy and have a sense of achievement, that means better output, greater ideas for you both, test what works, what doesn't work. And at the end of the day, it's just a better working relationship for you both. So just recapping, brain dump yourself, get it out of your system all by yourself. That's a brain dump. Then pull your team together and you brainstorm with them and get them involved and then prioritize your value. So then this gives them direction on what they need to achieve for the day. And of course, once they have achieved it, don't ever, ever forget to say thank you and show your appreciation. Hope you found today's chat worthwhile. Let us know via Facebook or our our website. And I enjoyed chatting to you guys today. And I'll see you next time on the ins and outs of outsourcing. 
Head over to our website, insandoutsofoutsourcing.com to check out all the resources available for you and your team. Connect with us on Facebook and ask your questions in the group. We look forward to you joining us next time on the Ins and Outs of Outsourcing.